Lap one says 234.5 miles an hour. Game on for Santino Ferrucci. This is the fastest Santino Ferrucci has ever gone around Indy. He comes to the line with a four lap average of 233.9 and to the top for AJ Ford Racing. Pato Award slides his way into second at the moment. 233.2 miles an hour. The crowd love it. Average lap 233.0 for TK. He's fourth. Pretty 234.3 miles an hour. That'll do. Dixon to the line. P2. How about that? 232.6 for that fourth and final lap. Chip Ganassi says, nice work. 234.5 miles an hour the first lap almost matches Santino Ferrucci. It is on. Lap two. Remember Ferrucci backed it up with another 234 and so too does VK. Renas VK with a 234-0. Renas VK slots into second. Oh, just a tenth of a mile an hour. Hello thunders down the front straightaway, and his Whoa. first lap is a biggie. That is the biggest, the fastest. Beyond Santino Ferrucci by three tenths of a mile an hour. Tony Kanaan said my time won't stand, and it doesn't as Alex Pelot drops a little bit on the fourth lap. Big picture-wise, doesn't matter. He's in third, and that puts three Chip Ganassi racing cars in that provisional fast six. Lap one. For Rosenquist, 234.5. He is in the conversation. And Felix Rosenquist for Arrow McLaren goes to the top. Everyone here has to execute perfectly. And if you don't, you're going home. Graham Rahal to the line. Leapfrogs his teammate Jack Harvey and has that all-important 33rd spot right now. Time is officially up. But this run counts for Jack Harvey. Ray Hall does not have a chance to respond to whatever his teammate does. 229.4. It's not as fast as what Graham Ray Hall's first lap was, but it doesn't mean that he's out of it. One more lap for Jack Harvey. Lap oh, three. 229.1. Oh. Is he in the 500 or is he out? Jack Harvey's in! Jack Harvey is in the Indy 500. Graham Ray Hall is out. One. One hundredth of a mile an hour was the difference. Here's the marker. It's a good run. Yeah, here's the line in the sand. 233.1 miles an hour, the four-lap average. Oh, oh, taking over. 234.1 miles an hour. Scott Dixon is on it. Scott Dixon to the line. Packard, position one. Just. Oh, misses out on Pato Award. Seven thousandths of a mile an hour slower. What's this look like? 235 wow. miles an hour. Palo is living up to his words. He is going fast. This is tracking to be a monster four-lap average for Alex Palo. Scott Dixon had the fastest pole speed ever last year. Alex Palo, his Chip Ganassi <laughs> racing teammate, jumps to the top with a 234-2. Eclipses Dixon's time of a year ago. Got to be in the 235 mile an hour range to take the fight to Alex Pelot. What does the story say? 235-0. VK is in it. Lap three says 233-9. You've got to like his consistency. He's on target to really take the fight to Pelot. Oh, this is going to be so close. It's VK versus Pelot. 
To the come. line! Is it Rena's VK? No! Oh, hangs on! What a beautiful moment for 88-year-old AJ Foyt, the legend. Supertex. Here comes your car, AJ, to the line here at the Brickyard. And Santino Ferrucci slots into All position right, number three. And that first lap speed is huge. 234.6 as Alex Pelot bites his lower lip and holds his breath. He knows that Rosenquist has a rocket. Here comes Felix. This is going to be really close. To the yard of bricks. Who gets the pole for the Indianapolis 500? It's Alex Pelot. Watch the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500, Sunday, May 28th at 11 a.m. on NBC. And Josh, that is why we love having Bump Day back for the Indianapolis 500. Welcome to the Push to Pass podcast, episode number 27. If you can believe it, uh, Josh, that time is just inching closer and closer. Sunday, the green flag drops for the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. Uh, I want to get some uh, comments from you, uh, but first I, I think we need to uh, – um, send out our, our condolences and, and well wishes and prayers, obviously, to uh, Stefan Wilson. Um, for people that may not know yet, um, Stefan Wilson uh, was uh, scheduled to drive uh, the race on Sunday. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, he and uh, fellow uh, British driver Kathleen uh, Legg uh, got into a uh, serious uh, wreck uh yesterday afternoon during uh, the two hour practice session. Uh, it was so serious that uh, Stefan Wilson uh, had to be uh, sent to the uh, IU health Methodist hospital. Um, uh, very serious uh, injuries. And actually within the last uh, hour, Josh um, Cusack motorsports uh, on, on Twitter uh, at Cusack M sports has actually put out a statement on the updated condition of one uh, Stefan Wilson uh, update on driver Stefan Wilson on Tuesday, May 23rd after sustaining a fracture of his 12th thorough vertebrae in yesterday's practice session for the Indianapolis 500 Stefan Wilson stayed overnight at the IU health Methodist hospital for further evaluation following further observations and tests on Tuesday it was determined by the hospital's medical staff that Wilson will require surgery to stabilize the fractured area. The surgery will take place on Wednesday, May 24th. The Dreyer Reinbolt Racing Cusack Motorsports team will have more information in due course. So that is the latest uh, that we have on, on Stefan Wilson. Uh, Josh, I know you've seen the video. Um, I've seen the video. And I know we talked about this a little bit uh, today, but um, you know, obviously Stefan Wilson is extremely lucky uh, to only be walking away with uh, with what he's walking away with. Obviously that uh, that uh, fractured uh, vertebrae there, that twelfth vertebrae, uh, because uh, this was such a violent hit. And again, kudos I think goes to uh, Delara 
for the uh, safety uh, procedures that they have put uh, into into this car because, uh, like we said, um, there have been crashes that were not as bad that uh, drivers obviously weren't able to walk away. Uh, but after seeing this and, and now finding out the condition that uh, Stefan Wilson is in having surgery tomorrow, uh, this definitely could have went, could have went way worse. Oh, most definitely. This could have been, this could have been life altering. I mean, uh, I know people think of the spine and I mean, he's got a fractured vertebrae, but uh, <clears throat> that, uh, that, that can heal. Uh, my wife had, uh, had fractured vertebrae and she was lucky enough not to have to have surgery, but they healed on them on their own. But this uh, this could have been this could have been traumatic um, in the last 20 years. I know we've lost two drivers in uh, Dan Weldon and um, <clears throat> and Wilson. I believe he's uh, believe he's related to Stefan. And um, just it, it's unfortunate that this happened. You know, Stefan was having a fantastic, uh, fantastic May. And I know him and uh, Don were looking forward to getting a car out there and and uh, racing. And I know Don's heartbroken due to the fact that uh, Stefan's not going to be in the car uh, because that's his guy. I mean, him and uh, him and Stefan have been tight from what, uh, from what I've gathered. And uh, it just had to have been hard for, uh, for Don the last couple of uh, last couple last 48 hours with the wreck and then happening to uh, scramble to find a driver to be able to put in there. And also, most likely being at uh, being at the hospital with Stefan and his family and uh, giving updates to the uh, updates to the IndyCar uh, to the IndyCar world. Um, we just want to set like I like you said at the top. We want to send our well wishes and uh, and speedy recovery out to Stefan and uh, hopefully next year he'll be able to climb back in that car and get going again. Um, <clears throat> I know Catherine Leg. She's got to be feeling uh, terrible right now. She didn't do it on purpose. I mean, she took uh, she took all the all the blame, and uh, it was total totally upfront and uh, was was very heart heartfelt in her apologies. But uh, it truly was was a uh, was a testament to this Delara um, chassis that that he was not hurt in any other way besides just uh, just the the fracture in his back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, like you said, uh, you know, we both um, have obviously uh, interviewed and spoken to uh, Don Cusack uh, on here just a few weeks ago. And uh, surprisingly, this morning, uh, uh, Josh, um, Dreyer and Reinbolt uh, racing along with Cusack Motorsports had a uh, announcement uh, that they made in the, uh, the fourth floor of the media center. And, and I think it comes as much of a surprise uh, to me and to you as it does to everyone else, but they were able to scramble around through everything that they've had to endure here these last uh, 24 hours. And surprisingly enough, they were able to find a driver to step in and in that number 24 ride surprisingly. And again, I think this comes as, as a surprise to both of us, but Graham Rahal, yes, the Sam, the same rather, uh, Graham Rahal that uh, got bumped out of the 500 on Sunday uh, has a uh, lengthy uh, consecutive uh, start record of, of 15, I believe, was able to um, negotiate between Honda and Chevrolet and a 
And I think you made the great analogy. It's interesting to see, you know, Democrats and Republicans coming together. But uh, Honda and Chevrolet uh, were pulled aside by the uh, respective uh, owners. Um, I believe Dreyer Reinbolt was uh, the one that pulled Chevy aside and uh, Bobby Rahal able to pull Honda aside and allow Graham Rahal to uh, keep his consecutive start streak uh, going. But I thought it was interesting today. Graham talked about that. Uh, this is, this is Stefan's ride. Um, he's just stepping in. So uh, kudos, uh, not only to the team, uh, but uh, for, to Graham uh, to, uh, you know, acknowledge that, uh, you know, in everything that has happened, uh, what this is still about. And, and it's all about, uh, you know, Stefan Wilson and, and this team, uh, putting everything together in a backup car, very little track time uh, before Sunday. And it's going to be interesting to see how how Graham and the team gel here with just, uh, you know, a little track time on Friday. Oh, most definitely. Uh, I mean, it was uh, as I'm not compare I'm not comparing Chevy and uh, and 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 Honda to Democrats and it's not saying one's a Democrat or one's a Republican, just saying that, I mean, just to get two manufacturers to be able to agree to let a driver that drives a Honda to be able to drive a Chevy and put their, uh, put their competitive, uh, their competitive natures to the side. is just amazing. And how all this worked out within a 24 hour period, actually less than 24 hours because the announcement was made at 10 o'clock this morning, our time. And so that's less than, I mean, that's probably less than 20 hours. All this was able to come, come together. It's a testament to, uh, to uh, both IndyCar and, um, and, and Dreyer Reinbolt and, uh, and Grant and, and Ray Hall, Ray Hall, Letterman Lanigan, uh, being able to be able to come together and get all this, uh, all this sorted out. And, uh, you know, we were talking, they're going to have to make mods to the car because, um, you know, they have to take Wilson's, uh, seat out and they have to put wet Ray halls in because as we both know, though, those are uh, molded to, to their, to their prospective drivers. And, uh, I, I, the question I have is, is, is it still going to be Stefan Wilson's pit crew? And if it's Stefan's Wilson's pit crew is, how are how are they? How's the communication going to go on between um, between between uh, Graham and uh, and all, the rest of the pit crew? And what about the spotter? Does does uh, Graham get to come get to bring his own spotter over, or is it still got to be somebody from that team? Uh, it's there's so many questions that ha- they're going to have to be answered, and we may not get any of those answers right now. We may not know until Sunday, but uh, it, it's it's a it's a miraculous thing with the fact that they were able to do this. You know, there was two other drivers that they could have brought in in uh, Sage Karam and uh, and Hinchcliffe, but um, but they stuck with Ray Hall because you know I feel that uh, I feel that they the Dry Reinbolt thought that uh, you know if we can't if we can't have if we can't have Stefan in there. Let's get the let's get the thirty third driver, the one that was just, you know, milliseconds away from being able to be in this race and uh, get him in there. And I think it's going to be a good, uh, I think it's going to be a good fit, uh, you know, temporarily, and it's going to help Graham. And we'll see how he does coming from the back because, as my as my understanding is, and you told me earlier, uh, it's if they have a driver change, they have to go to the back of the field. I mean, it's the card that it's the car that qualifies, but if you switch drivers, you have to go to the rear of the field. Is that correct, Derek? 
I I believe that is. Um, I need to uh, uh, sharpen myself up on on the rules. Um, but I believe I believe that is. And, and if that is the case, or if that's different, we'll definitely send an update uh, to that. But uh, yeah, definitely a lot of questions uh, to be answered um between now and, and sunday everything that you just mentioned there so uh you know graham hats off to him kudos uh, but i think he's definitely going to have his hands full uh on sunday and uh, you know he has enough experience i think uh, in car to uh, to be able to handle that but uh let's take a look at the lineup uh, that we're going to uh, uh be rolling out here in this uh, 33 uh, car field on Sunday. Uh, row one, uh, pole winner Alex Palou, uh, Renus VK, Felix Rosenquist. Row two, Santino Ferrucci, Pato Award, Scott Dixon, uh, former winner, by the way. Uh, row three, uh, Alexander Rossi, former winner, uh, Takuma Sato, and uh, possibly his last race, uh, Tony Kanan. Uh, row four, Marcus Erickson, former winner, obviously returning defending champion. Uh, Benjamin Peterson, the highest rookie uh, qualifier in uh, position 11. And then uh, former winner, Will Power. Uh, 13, Ed Carpenter. 14, Scott McLaughlin. 15, Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, 16th, uh, Connor Daly. Uh, 17th, uh, Joseph Newgarden. 18th, uh, Graham Rahal's new teammate, uh, Ryan hunter Ray, who is a former winner as well. Uh, 19, Roman Grosjean, or Roman Grosjean. Uh, 20, uh, the drive for five, uh, Elio Castroneves. And 21, Colton Herta. Uh, 22, again, uh, former uh, winner, Simon Pagino. 23, David Malukas. 24, a name that is synonymous with IndyCar, uh, Mark Errol Andretti. 25 this is where you would find uh, Stefan Wilson but this could be obviously it's going to be rather uh, Graham Rahal uh, 26 Devlin DeFrancesca 27 Augusta Campino 27 Callum Eilat 28 our driver analyst here uh, RC Enerson uh, excited to uh, see he was able to make the 500 uh, we'll hear from him here shortly as well and then uh, the last row uh, 31 Christian uh, Newgard or Christian Lundgaard, excuse me, 32, your favorite, Sting Rob Ray, or Sting Ray Rob, excuse me, and 33rd, Jack Harvey. So that is your full field uh, rundown there of what we're going to see on Sunday. Uh, our guest, Josh, is uh, joining us. Uh, glad to uh, uh, to have this uh, this individual, this lady on. A uh, funny story, uh, Josh, before, uh, before we get to uh, Angela. Me and her would would cross paths a few times, you know. Obviously, uh, being in the the media section there of the of the uh, track and the media center, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I felt so bad because I would cross paths with her, and for the life of me, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. We would talk for you know for minutes on end, and I would have no idea what this lady's name was. I felt terrible, but uh, Angela Maureen is joining us from uh, Wish TV. Angela, again, uh, first and foremost, a uh, huge thank you for, uh, for joining us this evening. Um, your hair is on point as always, but uh, <laughs> how was uh, everything? I know <laughs> there's a story behind that as well, but uh, I know uh, you've been uh, quite busy uh, this month of May out at the track as well as I and, and Josh, uh, you know, tell us uh, tell us some of the things that that's happened to you out there, and uh, what it feels like uh, covering the 500 for a, a local TV station. 
Well, thanks for having me in, guys. This is really an honor to be on Push to Pass podcast. I just found out, you know, that they have a Push to Pass button a couple weeks ago. So I should have known that before I got the job here covering IndyCar. But I'm learning. I'm learning all about IndyCar and motorsports. Grew up watching NASCAR. It's a little different, but uh, a lot of similarities. So thanks for having me on tonight. Um, Yeah. It's been crazy. This is my first May in Indy, and it is living up to the hype. That is for sure. Um, between all the storylines from the Grand Prix to now qualifying, and you know, today was probably the cherry on top of how this this year has gone with storylines and craziness and running around trying to grab drivers. Um, yeah, it's been. It's been a lot. Um, finally get a day off, one one day off tomorrow. So I will be utilizing that to rest and wash some wash some Wish TV polos uh, to make sure they're clean for the rest of the week. But, um, yeah, it's been a whole lot of fun, a lot of work, but a whole lot of fun. Yeah, obviously you've been been working your tail off, um, you know, running around uh, as you uh, as you mentioned, and and I've noticed that as well, and and Josh has, but uh, you mentioned running. that this is your first. Uh, oh yes, uh, this Literally, is yes. Uh, your first uh, <laughs> uh, first time covering the five hundred. Uh, what was what was some of the expectations that you've had, and, and have they been met? expectations i mean i expected for it to be a lot of work and a lot of fun and that has been met um my favorite part yes the races are cool yes it's i love hearing the cars go go by but my favorite part of all of this is getting to know the drivers and talking to them regularly i mean we don't we talk to these drivers more than we even do like in in such a short amount of time than we even do with the Colts. So we really get to know these guys. Well, they get to recognize us. And I think they're having as much fun dealing with all of us local media as I hope we are having fun trying to track them down and get some sound bites out of them and interviews out of them. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think I have a lot of expectations for race day. Um, and we'll see if those get fulfilled on Sunday. I am expecting a lot of, uh, and carb day. I've heard stories about carb day. Um, so we'll see where, <laughs> we'll see if those get met as well. But yeah, a lot of people watching, expecting a lot of crowds. Got caught in my first uh, parking lot traffic jam the other day, trying to leave the track. I was not pleased about that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what else? This is the greatest spectacle in racing, and it is living up to the hype. We've had such great crowds just for qualifying and practice days. It's hard to imagine the 325,000, which is what Doug Bowles told us he's expecting they're on track to have for Sunday. 325,000, which would be the most since the 100th running, which was a quote unquote designated sold out of over a hundred or 350,000. So that many people in that track on one day is just incredible to me. And I cannot wait to see what all that is going to look like. 
I'm, Angela, I'm sure uh, Josh has been to a handful of races out there, so he'll be able to fill you in on what uh, Sunday's going to look like. Um, carb day is just going to be, if, if you want to look at it, it's going to be the appetizer to compare to what you're going to see on Sunday. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to tell you right now, if you go out and walk amongst all of the spectators that attend carb day, you're going to see some things that you may not have seen or witnessed before. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fair warn you right now. That's what I've been told. I've already seen some men shirtless wearing cut off jean shorts that are about shorter than mine with some, uh, cowboy boots on so uh, there's going to be a lot of that out there i'm sure i love seeing uh everybody come out in whatever capacity they want to come out and enjoy the race and and just watch some really good racing because that's exactly what we're going to have this year i mean if qualifying wasn't enough to prove that and how close everything was i mean renus vk missed the pole by six thousandths of a mile per hour uh this is gonna be crazy and i mean we witnessed that in the first true pack running from practice on monday and had the huge wreck between Catherine leg and stefan wilson so if that's any indication of of how this is gonna go on sunday i think we're in for hopefully no injuries like stefan but in for a treat of racing on Sunday with a lot of fast cars and a lot of aggressive drivers wanting to win that trophy. Angela, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And I think you hit the nail on the head that there are, I think top to bottom, maybe one through 12 that are so uh, sim similar when it comes mm -hmm. to their uh, qualifying speeds. And I, I think you're absolutely right that uh, Sunday, I think all of the fans over the 300,000, you said that uh, uh, Doug said that's going to attend. I think they're going to be in for uh, one heck of a show uh, to, uh, to say the least. Um, I am curious. I know you were there on Monday. Uh, what was your take uh, seeing that, uh, that accident between uh, Catherine leg and, and Stefan Wilson, unfortunate for him. He's worked his tail off to uh, make the, 500 uh but uh, obviously with the devastating news coming yesterday where he's not going to be able to participate uh graham rahal which i think shocked a lot of people uh, coming over from honda to drive chevrolet i can't imagine the hurdles uh, that were there uh, what was the uh, the pulse of the of the media center and, and the drivers on monday when that all took place yeah so actually our all of our local TV stations, we have our own mobile offices that are underneath the bleachers on the front straightaway right there by the media center. So I wasn't up in the media center, but we have TVs in our office. And I mean, it was it was a shock for me, especially because we had had such a clean month and we haven't had to deal with any hospital runs um, or anything, any wrecks at all. So I was like, you know, all of our eyes were glued to the TV. We had a crew run out to to get sound bites from whoever was going to show up at the infield care center, which ended up being Catherine. The air definitely was taken out of the room when it was very clear that Stefan wasn't getting out of the car. Um, and the broadcast, whether it was on Peacock, NBC, or in the track, they weren't showing the track rescue teams with him trying to get him out. And that is when 
we knew. Like, we knew before they even brought that stretcher out that he was going to go to Methodist. Like, we just had a feeling. So it was kind of like a collective. We were all holding our breath, waiting to see, finally get an image of him. And when he was on the stretcher and gave the thumbs up, we kind of were like, okay, like, Maybe his, it's his feet, lower body. He's so tall. Like we were trying to figure out, you know, hoping that he's going to be okay. I'm not a doctor. To me, a broken back is, is a, one of the worst case scenarios there. There's, that's so hard to come back from, especially so low in his spinal column. But I'm sure it came out tonight. Dreyer Reinbold Racing announced tonight that he has to have surgery for that to stabilize the fracture. Um, I think it's the 12th vertebrae, if I get that right. Um, so I'm sure he's going to have a full recovery. Um, hopefully that means he'll be back here racing in the 500 next year. I know it means so much to him and his family, especially after losing his brother in a wreck. Um, so yeah, a collective, a collective, uh, wait and see, I guess, to answer your question, Derek, as far as Graham Rahal, what a story that's become. I mean, to go from a legendary veteran driver not making it and headlining what is just a horrible, horrible couple weeks for Ray Hall Letterman landing and racing. I mean, just terrible few weeks. Um, to now shifting over to Chevy and, and driving in Stefan's place. I mean, I think that was the best move out of all the driver options. He was there, like give him a chance to actually run. He's put in the work to try to get this done. And I think it's clear that it's not Graham Rahal's fault that his car wasn't fast enough to qualify. Um, as you can see that across the board, that entire team was is in the back of the pack. So he will be running. They said today they he they'll get Stefan's backup car ready for him with the driver switch and the car switch. He's going to start thirty third, and we did get confirmed today that Catherine's car is being worked on. They have they're not anticipating having to use a backup car, so she will be able to stay and well she'll move up a spot, but she won't have to go to the back of the pack with the backup car like everybody else um, would have to. So that's good news, especially because her car looked terrible. I'm amazed they're trying to fix that thing. Um, but again, I'm not an engineer. I'm just a TV reporter. So all the power to them to fix that thing. So the back line will now be Stingray Rob, Jack Harvey, and Graham Ray Hall. So it'll be interesting to see. I would love to see Graham make a big move and get up there and make this interesting. I think that would put an exclamation point on what is one of the biggest stories in May in recent history, getting Graham Ray Hall in a different team, a different car. He said he's going to have to take a picture of the steering wheel to memorize the buttons because he's had the same steering wheel for 12 years. So it's going to be a big challenge for him for sure to not only adjust to the way a new team works, but how a car works. I mean, you're going 235 miles an hour around a turn. You can't be looking down to see what button you're pressing. So he only has carb day to get that car out and drive it. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Between that, Tony Kanon's last race, Mark Sarison trying to go for a second. Alex Pillow has a chance to sweep May for the first time since 2019 with a uh, Simon Pagano, wasn't it? 
and he won the poll for 500 that year. So yeah, I mean, there's so many storylines to digest the, this 500. It's just going to be like, I just, I cannot wait. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat waiting to see how this race is going to unfold because I honestly think at this point, literally anything can happen. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, Josh, uh, anything you want to add or ask here? Hi, Angela. I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I, I got to say, I've been reading your bio for like the last five minutes, and it just keeps going on and on. I mean, valedictorian, <laughs> five five different states you've been in, and an Army brat. And you have covered some of the biggest things, that, you know, the Braves World Series, Terrell Owens' Hall of Fame, uh, the National Championship. Um, I got a question between – all those things that you've experienced, plus you're a uh, you, you, your te- your family se- seems to like New York teams. Hopefully, it's the Yankees, but uh, if it's the Mets, I don't care. Um, Got to ask, what's what's it? What's the difference between uh, covering uh, co- covering auto racing and uh, and some of the other big big time sporting events you've you've covered so far in your career? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm I've actually never even thought about the comparison, but you're right. I've done the Super Bowl national championship here when Georgia won. Um, I covered it. That was actually my first time ever in Indy was covering that. I've done March Madness. I think, I think the biggest difference is the access that we get. The Indy 500 is so huge. It's so, it's the biggest sporting event attendance wise ever at any, any point of the year in any sport, but we are allowed so much access to these drivers and and we get to see them work on the cars and we get to be in the in the pit area like it is incredible to me I feel like I I'm so so much more connected to to auto racing and covering the 500 than I ever was for the Super Bowl national championship like anything these drivers I get very um Territory, uh, territorial is the wrong word, but I get very attached. There it is. I get very attached to the people that I cover, very attached, especially when I get to know them. And I feel like all these drivers are my drivers, like all of them. They're mine. I've talked to them. Like I want all of them to win. And I have a story with pretty much every single one of them now. Um, so I, I think that's the biggest difference. I mean, I, you know, even if the Colts made it to the Super Bowl, and we go and interview the Colts, talk to the Colts three times a week during the season. They know us, we know them, but it's still different. It's still, we still like have a different level of access. And that makes me feel closer, I feel like, to this sport, to this event at least. And they're just so, whether it's the drivers, the crew, the teams, IMS, whatever. They're so always so accommodating, so thankful that we're covering them. And the Indy 500 is a big deal. They don't need our coverage. They got plenty of coverage. Every everybody, even if you're not a racing fan, knows what the Indy 500 is. Um, so yeah, I just that to me sets it apart. Um, and the amount of time I've gotten to cover as well, I just think this month it's just brought me closer to this event than I have any other event that I've covered before. And that I just, I love that aspect of it. Okay. That's a, 
That's a great answer. Um, so outside, outside of the weather, what's, uh, what's your, what's your opinion of Indy? Well, the weather's been great for me. Uh, everybody says how humid it is here. And I'm like, okay, well, you clearly have never lived in the South um, because it is not humid here at all. Uh, and, and the winter this year was very mild. And I just told AC, my boss today, that if the winter this coming year is any worse, I might just go back south because I'm not going to be able to handle it. Um, but yeah, the weather's great. Indy's great. I'm I'm still getting used to the fact that there's no mountains here because I came from Tennessee, East Tennessee. Um, it's very flat here. But first time ever living in the Midwest or any having any connection to the Midwest, really. So I'm trying to get out there and explore. Been to Chicago once for work what very briefly didn't so we're going back in august i'm excited to see that city i just went to cincinnati for the first time a couple weeks ago to see the mets play the reds <laughs> and uh it's okay yeah. that's the mets lost so that game but i we like that was great because i spent 30 dollars and i was like six feet away from the mets but that's what the Great American Ballpark is like, I've heard, um, which is awesome. But, yeah, loving it. And you know what? I don't think there's a town, a city that loves its sports and lives, breathes sports more than Indianapolis does. Between the Colts, Pacers, and the 500, and then everything else that we have here, it's incredible how much this city will support their teams, whether they're good or bad. There's always something to talk about here. Glad to hear you're having a good uh, you're, you're having a good experience here in India in your first year. Of course, I've almost been here a year. It's crazy. I got here in July, so mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be fun to go through another cold season. Hopefully, one that's a little bit more successful for the horseshoe oh. than last year. Although I will. I would be lying if I said the rotating quarterbacks wasn't a little bit fun to, to cover. Always something to talk about, right? Who's going to start a quarterback this week? Um, I'm sure we'll get a little bit of that at the beginning of the season, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Derek? It appears Derek is frozen over there still. <laughs> um, so, oh, hold on. Is he moving? I see, I see a nod. There we go. <laughs> You'll have to forgive us. Sometimes uh, the, the internet, internet with us doesn't work very well. Um, so Angela, one more question. Um, what, what, what's it like working for the, for, for the network you're at? Uh, and I know you spent five years in, uh, in Chattanooga on a, on another, on another network, how to, how are you liking your new network here in Indy? Yeah, so local TV is a um, an interesting thing. You attach yourself to a network, but you're not really owned by that network. It's really just you, you put their programming out there. So we were CBS in Chattanooga, and now we're CW on CW here, which does create some differences because CW doesn't have as much sports coverage as CBS does. Um, but for the most part, like wish is, is a dream sports team. I mean, we have six hardworking people that just live and breathe this stuff. 
and we all get along fantastic. I'm the only girl out of six. I'm an only child, and I always wanted older brothers. And getting moving here to this job has given me four older brothers and AC. I'm not going to classify AC as a brother, but he's my boss. But we still get along really great, and um, I wouldn't change it. Like even on the long days of the track, we're still cutting up in this suite, having some fun, and. I think we put a lot of quality work on air, bring a lot of great stories for fans and, and viewers, and we have a good time doing it. So I love everything about Wish and our team and our sports team at Wish, and I think we do a really strong job bringing all the news to people in a way that the other stations can't here in Indy. Like today, we had the Graham Ray Hall press conference live on our air. And so that's really important to me to be able to – to do as much as we do and and do it well and and have the resources to do everything the way it should be done, which is awesome, which is awesome. So um, so thankful that AC hired me in July and brought me in on the team because I don't think there's another sports team out there in local news like ours, and I wouldn't want to be working for anyone else. Well, good to hear. I think we lost Eric. <laughs> no, he's still Angela, there. I think I may have uh, gotten the my. No, no, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm just hoping that I have the mice enough to keep the internet going here for the next twenty minutes or so. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, last two things uh, that uh, that I have. Uh, first, I know you were able. Um, you were you were able to uh, interview uh, Catherine Leg a few days ago um, in the media center or the media bullpen. Uh, curious mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts on that. You know, interviewing you know uh, uh, the only woman driver in the field, and then uh, curious to hear if you have a pick to win on Sunday. Yeah, I have a pick. Uh, I'll leave you in in a little anticipation there. Catherine is great. I did a whole story on her this past week. First fastest female ever to qualify in the 500. I know we kind of got overshadowed by how slow those cars were, but she set a record. She's fantastic. Great personality. I mean, Derek, you were standing right next to me. You talked to her too. Great personality, really bubbly. Seems like she's fitting in really well with the guys over there, you know, despite the trials and tribulations that they've had this past couple weeks. It seems like they all have good attitudes and get along really well. I wish she had a stronger car to compete potentially at, you know, anything can happen on Sunday, but potentially at a higher level than she currently is sitting in the starting grid. But what a story. She hasn't raced in an Indy car in 10 years, been doing sports cars last 10 years. And she comes back in and does a test drive at Texas. She said it felt like an elephant was sitting on her head. Um, when she was driving around that oval in Texas. So it's been an adjustment for her, but more power to her, man. I'm glad that she made the made the race and uh, was able to qualify for her third Indy 500, hopefully get even higher up, maybe knock, knock Danica out of her standing best finish by a female because that would be kind of nice. <laughs> My pick, I forgot. My pick is, and I said this weeks ago before we even did the Grand Prix, before drivers even got here. I've said it again this week on our special that's going to air on Thursday night at 6.30 on Wish. 
Pato Award is my pick. He has had such a strong season, been robbed twice of a win. He was strong here last year. He was strong in qualifying. Not as strong as I thought he would be, but hey, everybody's really tight. And these Chevys and these aero cars, you really got to look out for because I think the winner, had the, I think the team with the strongest chance to win is aero right now out of the four of them. But Pato just seems like he's due. After his showing at Texas, I really hate that he had to end under a caution because he was just a nose away from being in front of Joseph Newgarden. The heartbreak in the first race at St. Pete when he had the engine or mechanical malfunction of some sort, those are two races I think he should have won, and especially at Texas. I think he would have won if that race didn't end under caution. So I am excited to see Pato on an oval fighting again, being aggressive like he like he's known to do. And you know what? He's sold the most merchandise of any driver in IndyCar. I don't know if it's this season or or in recent seasons, but Doug Bowles told us that when I told him that was my prediction. So I think it's going to be Pato. I would be happy with any of them. I'd be thrilled if Graham was able to pull it out. Wouldn't that be a story? Um, and Alex Pillow doing a sweep would be great too. But I really think I think Pato has the edge here. What do you guys think? Who do you guys think is going to win? And and Angela, uh, great minds think a lot. Beginning of the year, and I've stuck by. Not only the Pato Award is going to win in the Indianapolis 500, he was my pick uh, to the ship as well, and I'm sticking by that. So uh, that's who I'm going with. Usually we will tweet them out on Sunday, you know, what the cat's out of the bag, and I'm sure our next guest, uh, Angela, will have something to uh, uh, say about that as well. Uh, Josh, you want to give uh, Angela your pick before she uh, gets on out of here? Uh, I'm going to go with the pole sitter, Polo. I think Polo mm. is, uh, he's going to win this race. Uh, this is his last year on the team and, uh, not sure if he's going to be an IndyCar next year, if he's going to be an F1, but, uh, I think Polo's, uh, Polo is going to be, uh, going to win. You know, now who I would love to win. I'd love for, uh, Helio to win, go out on top, get the drive for five and, uh, be the only one to ever win, <clears throat> win on the oval at, uh, at, at India uh, five times, but I am going to go. With I, I, would, win. I think all of them are strong choices. I think who I would like to see who I personally would like to see win the most besides Graham, but I don't, I think that's a, a long shot. I think I would like to see TK win the most. I mean, what a, what a way to go out being able to go back to victory circle. That, that would be amazing. Hmm. That, is, that would be yeah, any one. any one of those drivers, uh, Angela, that, that that you mentioned. I think uh, the story, yeah, the story would uh, write itself. But uh, again, Angela, huge thank you uh, for taking out some time to uh, join us. I look forward to uh, seeing you on Friday, and I'm sure we'll probably see uh, a lot of each other on uh, Sunday as well. Uh, huge <laughs> thank you, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you this weekend. Thank yeah, you, I can't wait. My first 500. I'll see you guys over there. Can't wait to see you. Bye, guys. Bye.
All right. Go Go uh, go check her else from me. You see her uh, Twitter handle there down at the uh, bottom of the page. Uh, but uh, our next guest, I know he is just chomping at uh, at, at the bit here. Uh, the race that he looks forward to the most, the Indianapolis 500. Uh, Mike, I, I know before we get into things, uh, what do you think about uh, Angela's pick there? Yeah, she's spot on. I'm with her. Um, I, uh, I agree. Pato and Polo were my two favorites before qualifying. I uh, got some good numbers on both of them. I'm, I have tickets uh, to win for both of them. Uh, it really, had not too much better numbers there. No, I think I have nine to one for both uh, in my in my betting accounts. But Pato is a six to one favorite at most sports books, and uh, or and Pelo's right there with them at six and a half, right around that. Depending on where you, which sports book you have, I've seen them fluctuate. So they really pretty fair odds at the top of the board. So yeah, I think uh, those two guys are my favorite. You haven't seen uh, VK and. Rosenquist not getting any love, but uh, I think she's spot on. I think you're spot on. I think Josh is spot on, and and uh, and I think it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting 500 on Sunday. Well, well, Josh, with everything that Mike just said, I think we we go to the sports book on Saturday and we bet the farm. I I, I think we're we're confident in in doing that. But anything, any other drivers, Mike, outside of obviously uh, Polo and. Uh, a war that we talked about that that may be a dark horse or somebody you want you want to watch uh, that uh, you know that could come from the the back of the pack uh, to win this this weekend. Um. Yeah. Look, man. I think like this is this is like the Super Bowl of betting for any car. Like I, I just tweeted out. I'm like a kid in a candy store. I just uh, I just got home from the the Indians game. Uh, cashed a little under eight and a half tickets, so I got some more money to spend on the five hundred. And I see even more matchups posted at Caesars uh, and some boosts out there. I mean, there's prop bets going on. We get this is this is like the actual race that sports books pay attention to uh, for IndyCar. This is the only race that sports books really pay attention to for IndyCar that we get a full menu. So this is awesome. I'm 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 gonna be probably uh, obviously I'm in a hotel room, not at my my usual spot here. Um, so I, I got no reason not to just dive into some of these matchups um, that I'm seeing. We Let's see, I'm counting right now on Caesars. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like 10 matchups are already posted. Uh, we're lucky to have like four when we usually – shoot, we're lucky to have any when we talk on a Tuesday uh, before a race. I don't think uh, – we're usually guessing odds when I talk to you guys. So this is awesome. Uh, this is great. I think it's a it's a huge opportunity uh, to have some fun, make some money. You know, if you're looking to make money, the matchups is where you want to be. Um, you know, one-on-one um you know yeah it's great to hit uh 10 to 1 6 to 1 whatever winner um but you know you want to key in on those matchups guys i like like i like dixon pulling award like the three favorites are the guys i like um a lot of it depends on if you bet uh before the race at all like i have a rossi ticket at 22 to 1 i have a rosenquist ticket at 33 to 1 i have a ferrucci ticket i got 40 to 1 there's people out there that have sent me messages that have 80 to 1 uh, on Ferrucci, which I think is a great, great bet um, if you got that. But uh, I'm a big believer. My favorite bet, um, if you can find it, uh, I've seen it taken down at places already. It could be my fault. Uh, I don't know if I have that much influence or not. But uh, um, my favorite prop bet of all time, Indy 500, I think I've even mentioned this to you guys, um, winner to come from under nine and a half position, starting grid position. So uh, it's, it's hit the last five years in a row. I've made a ton of money with this prop bet. I actually haven't seen it everywhere. 
Um, I haven't tweeted about it because I haven't been able to find it on my sports books yet. So I'm like trying to play coy, uh, but I'll let the cat out of the bag here. But if you can find that prop bet, uh, winner to come from under nine and a half on the grid, I think that's a great bet. Um, and then I think you can kind of hedge that by placing a bet on TK who sits 10th. Um, cause I really think that the winner comes from that top group, you know, award Pillow, Dixon, Rossi, VK, Erickson, Rosenquist, Sato. Um, that's the crew that I think wins this race for Uchi, um, those top nine drivers. And then I think there's a chance that TK can maybe, uh, get into this. Uh, I think he's got the car this year and he's got the pedigree. So, uh, you know, find a McLaren or a Ganassi car to bet, uh, is my recommendation. You know, pick your, pick your poison at the top, whoever you like. I think they're all good bets. Um, I agree with the market, not liking VK and Rosenquist. Like they just haven't shown race pace. Rosenquist is a great qualifier. He is somebody that I picked for the 500 in January when when Tony forced me to make a couple 500 picks. My picks were Award and Rosenquist right, was my favorite and my dark horse. So, um, so I'm happy where those those sit right now. Rossi was another dark horse. That's why uh, I got that 22 to one ticket. But um, if you're just coming in to bet this now, man, I, I think you like I think you can't go wrong just grabbing Award and Palo as your winner bets and then going in and finding some 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 matchup bets to bet uh i do like power top five i think uh if there's anybody that's outside of that top nine i think can sneak into the top five top three um will seems to really like his car his practice time got caught my eye it was several mile hours faster than anybody else and i don't think it was a toe speed um and that was on monday so i don't think we're going to find any more information out on car day but yeah man this is great i could talk about these bets uh you you probably have to shut me up here we'll keep going (laughs) Mike, I'm seeing one bet on Caesars, and it's a, it's a, it's the, it's a plus, it's a plus that they got uh, any of the three, three former drivers, uh, Marcus Erickson, Casper Neves, or uh, Simon Pagano to win at uh, four and a half to one. I mean, that's that's a good one for me. I mean, that's three different drivers. I mean, I know you don't want Erickson to win, but uh, could possibly be good. I don't see that one. Tell me that one again. Say it again. It- it's on Caesars. It's uh, it's called the Past Five Hundred, and you can you either get you get Marcus Erickson, Helio Castroneves, or Simon Pagano at plus four sixty seven. So yeah, see, like, went, so it's four about four and a half to one. Yeah, so I don't think that Pagano or or Helio can win. So if you ask me about that, I'd tell you to go bet Erickson eleven to one and get double your odds. Okay. Um, like you got to be careful with those. Like same thing here. Like. I'm looking at so I got the Caesars up right here and uh, I got uh, it on my, yeah and and it says Connor Daly and Ed Carpenter to, or Ed Carpenter win so you get two drivers great they're offering you twenty to one well Connor is thirty and Ed is fifty why wouldn't you just bet them each individually then bet the twenty to one I don't so be careful out there if you're yeah. if you're doing these bets. Now they got one right. I'm looking at one on my phone below. It says TK race winner 20 to one. Like, yeah, that's, that's better than the 17 that's offered. So uh, if you could find that under grid under nine and a half starting position grid bet, and then add a 20 to one TK to that to cover whatever bet you made on that um, and hedge it out a little bit, then I think that's, that's a good boost. Um, so be careful with your boosts. I mean, I see a bunch of matchups here, like a couple I love power over new garden powers minus one ten. I do not know why Joseph's the favorite there at minus 120. I would actually flip-flop that. Um, it's not a huge discrepancy, but it's something. 
Um, there's another one I saw, Kanan over Herta. Kanan's a slight favorite, minus 130. Give me Kanan over Herta. Um, those are the ones I've just looked at just quickly here. There's a couple of there's a couple of fun ones. Um, in fact, um, I was just looking at offshore books. I don't know. We might need to. I might need you guys to get on the bat phone with RC Anderson. I know you you guys know him. Um, there's RC Anderson versus Catherine Catherine Leg. What what do you think of that one? Me personally, I'm going to take RC just because he's our boy, and I think uh, I think Catherine's going to be as much as I don't think this. She don't want you. I think she's going to be uh, driving scared on on for, on Sunday due to what happened uh, a lot yesterday. Interesting. And in her car, you know, obviously her car's in pieces. So um, they're going to have to figure. I think that'll be that'll be one I'll keep my eye on. I don't know if RC's still saying his car is, is bad fast and they feel good about it. And um, so that's an interesting one. I think, uh, I, you know, it, that kills me for Stefan, by the way. That sucked. You know, we talked to him last week. He knew his odds and and uh, that, that really stinks. But, uh, yeah, there's a, there's another um, RC Anderson. There's a group that I'm looking at. It's got uh, Augustine, Stingray, Catherine, and RC, and he's plus 280 to win that group. So you get almost oh. three to one on him to beat those three drivers, which I think is actually uh, it's pretty interesting. It might be something. And those are the fun things about the 500. We never, I would never get a bet with the, the you know, the worst. Let's say the worst four drivers. Some of the slower drivers in the back of the pack, like you know. And of course, I'm going to be watching intently on who's winning the race, but. It makes the race a lot more fun when you're staring at the guys who are in, you know, 25 through 33 and you got a bet riding on those. So uh, I'm really excited. The sports books are offering this and and uh, yeah, I'm going to be diving in and, and probably have, you know, double my bankroll going. It's nice. We hit a couple winners recently, so it'll be uh, it'll be fun. man. I'm looking forward to Sunday. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I'll be making more bets here shortly. I've got a couple. I've got a couple. I took Polo. Uh, I think I've got him at uh, five to one, and uh, I took uh, I took Rossi also. Yeah, both good bets. I mean, look, I think uh, again, like I think Ganassi and McLaren cars, like they've shown they're the class of the field. I, I'm, you know, I love Penske. That's who I cheer for, uh, and Will. But uh, that's not where I'm going to put my money. I don't think. Um, I'll, I'll bet Will to maybe top five or top three it, uh, but I'm not going to put a win bet on him. I'm going to stick, you know, to those Ganassi and uh, cars up front. I think Ferrucci is interesting. Like, but I said, like, if you didn't grab the 40 or the 80 to one uh, on Saturday morning, which I tweeted that out, hopefully people got that. Other people beat me to it and got it at 80 and it immediately dropped um, down into the team. So, you know, he's a driver that's, it's quite interesting. Like he's, He's never started this high, and I believe he's got more passes than anybody else in the last couple races. So he's a good one to watch. I think that's going to be interesting. But um, it's 500 miles. A lot of crazy stuff can happen. I mean, Dixon should have won the race last year, not Erickson. Um, he's speeding on pit lane. Like, who would have ever thought that Scott Dixon would speed on pit lane? So I feel like I've watched these races my entire life. There's always something wild or crazy that happens. So I expect that to happen, and and uh, I'm going to hope that uh, – at the end of it, my my bankroll is positive, which it has been for the last couple of years. Five hundred's always been uh, one of my most profitable races. So, and, and either way, it's it's just fun. It gets more eyes on it. So hopefully, more people are betting it. Hopefully, more people are getting on Caesars. We got way more states that are legalized. Way more places to bet. Um, I know people are messaging me all the time. So that's awesome. So the more we talk about it, the better. Most definitely. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely.
Yeah, ab- absolutely, Mike. And I can't wait to see what uh, what those uh, sports books uh, churn out there on on Sunday. Uh, before you go, what is uh, what what what's your plans uh, this weekend? Where are you going to be watching the race at? That's a good question. Uh, I, I'm at a I have a I have a children's event that I'm going to try to like weasel my way out of at noon <laughs> and find my way uh, find my way to the couch. Uh, probably by you know in solitude we'll see you never know uh uh sometimes i watch it with my parents we you know we obviously they're the ones that got me in indy to begin with so um i'd love to be in indy that was what i was kind of hoping to do um but that's maybe next year that's something that's definitely in the cards uh so i can get up there and hang out with you guys and get to the track it's been a couple years since i've been to the 500 so i would love to get back up there it'd be nice if uh, mr bowles would get caesars back in the building um we talked to him about that maybe that's something that happens again in the future we'll see we'll see if the cards are in it for that but uh yeah that's that's where i'll be at and i'll be i'll be sweating a ton of bets and uh i'll be probably watching the live lines to see if there's a live betting opportunity that i can i can grab but uh i'll probably be pretty heavily invested and and hoping to come out on top and hopefully hopefully all the bets that i've been recommending on on podcasts and and uh and videos like this will will come come to fruition people can make some money um you can also just uh tony and i are probably going to do a a a youtube indycar show this week maybe tomorrow night um and i was on the action network show as well yesterday with uh with nick nick griffin so uh lots of stuff out there lots of content i hope i hope more people are like soaking it up i hope indycar sees that and then uh, i hope that maybe makes them uh think twice about you know investing a little bit in sports gambling most definitely yeah, well, hopefully, uh, Mike, you'll be able to use some of that uh, influence you have with the sports books, maybe on uh, Doug Bowles uh, for the future, as you said. But uh, again, as always, and, and you know what, though, we would love to have you. Can't wait to uh, hang out with you. Love to have you at the uh, 500 next year. Hopefully, we can uh, we can make that happen. But uh, Mike, uh, huge thanks as always. Uh, we're, we're like kids in a candy store here. Uh, just a few more uh, days until uh, the greatest spectacle in racing. Can't wait for it. Uh, huge thank you, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk again in about a week or so and see uh, how much more of that bankroll uh, everyone uh, has uh, has won. Yeah, hopefully we're talking about an award uh, award. Hello, showdown at the end, and we're all we're all cashing checks because, you know, even though I'll have both those guys to win, I'll have them both top three. So if you know they're coming in top top three and hitting the podium, I'll be happy either way. So, uh, gotta be smart about your money and, and figure out what to do. But uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to, to talk about it next week and uh, enjoy the race. Hope you guys hope you guys make some money. Thanks, Mike. Good stuff there as always, uh, Josh from Mike. Hopefully, everyone uh, you know follows uh, what he says on Twitter and uh, the uh, the lines and uh, the the drivers uh, that uh, he mentions uh, week in and week out. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's been pretty uh, beneficial beneficial uh, for you in the financial uh, department. Uh, before we go, I do have uh, two uh, short uh, interviews here uh, from two drivers uh, that are actually have five uh that are going to be taking place in or taking part rather in the 107th running of the indianapolis 500 and then we will get out of here uh first uh mike just uh, mentioned uh this individual's name let's hear from driver analyst rc enerson who's going to be in the 500 in just a few days i mean this weekend's been insane from rop through practice getting our trim levels running in traffic a bit and the queue runs we've just kind of executed flawlessly 
Um, I think we could have done a little better in qualifying. I think we were a little conservative on our first run, but just to get those four good laps in and have that hold and only have to do one run for the day was pretty great. And uh, just so proud of the team. It's, it's been in the works for a bit, and uh, it's come out here on our first showing at the greatest spectacle of motorsports and lock ourselves into the show on day one so then we're not doing what we're, what's going on behind me today. Uh, is just amazing. So I'm super pr proud of them, um, proud of myself, and then we're just uh, we're looking forward to getting to, into a traffic running. We made it top 33. We're going racing next Sunday. Uh, it's to the crew, all to the crew. All the glory goes to God. I can't thank everyone enough. The opportunities we've been given, uh, the amount of hard work we've been put in, not just today or yesterday, or the day before, but the whole year so far. Um, man, I don't even know what to say at this point. It's not the position we wanted to be in, but we got it done. And uh, it's because everyone was focused. Uh, we had faith all along the way, so I'm just super thankful. Super grateful that Dale Coyne, Great Fair Racing crew, number 51 Ballet, and on, got the job done today. We're rolling off P32 for the race next Sunday. Catherine Legg. Catherine, uh, it's been a few years, obviously, since you've been out here. Uh, talk about what it was like getting back out on the track and uh, your run earlier today. It was terrifying. <laughs> you know, you sit there and you wait and you wait and you roll up a little bit. And there's so many people and then there's people and you're watching the screen. You're watching everybody else stay flat and it's just so much pressure. But there's nothing like it in the world, right? And if I'm qualifying, it's probably the most unique sporting thing that you could do. Um, but I'm just, I'm happy that we got it done now. I'm happy that that monkey's up our back and, and we feel a little bit more relaxed. So we'll go back and we'll decide whether we'll have another run at it or whether we'll look we'll good. That was my next question. Are you satisfied with the four laps you laid down? Or you know, what do you anticipate uh, going forward? No, not satisfied speed-wise, but satisfied that as a team, you know, the Henderson Honda guys gave me a car that I could keep flat, and it was like right on the edge of being flat. There's a couple of times I wanted to lift, so I don't think we could have done any better at the moment. Um, I think we could tune the car a little bit and maybe go a bit faster, but I don't know what that's going to benefit us. So we'll, we'll go back, we'll evaluate, we'll see where everybody else is at. Thank you, Catherine, and good luck in the race. Scott McLaughlin, Scott, I know uh, you guys pushed back your uh, coming out on the track for a little bit. Uh, can you talk about uh, how the car ran after you were able to get out there? Oh, it ran really well. We just we just lacked a little bit of downforce, right? So uh, I think uh, tuning the car up, making it a little bit better to, 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 to carry the speed, um, we should be pretty good. Like our car does the, does the lap time we want it to do. It can probably go faster, so um, we'll work on that. Are you happy with the uh, four laps you laid down? What do you anticipate changing? Uh, I'm 75% I'm happy. Yeah. We'll just work on it, tinker with it, and we'll come out stronger. Scott, thank you and good luck. Thank you, man. Cheers. shaky I think on your first run this morning uh, come back out here was able to lay some good laps down uh, you know what do you expect to uh, finish the rest of the day here we don't have enough to go to two, uh, uh, 233 unfortunately the car is not fast enough to do that however uh, we're going to keep trying because that's all we improved uh, yesterday during the, the practice where we are right now so hopefully um, 
So we're going to have enough time, but if not, that's what we got. Are you going to be able to find enough speed, as you said? You know, you obviously don't have the 233, like you said. Are you going to be able to find enough speed in between now and race day to uh, uh, compete and potentially get that uh, fifth win? Yeah, in the race, it's not so much about speed. And a lot more violence, and that's, uh, that's I think, that's our strength in our car. And uh, that's what I'm focused on. Thank you, Elion. Good luck. Thank you. A huge thank you to all of the drivers from RC Enerson, uh, Stingray Rob, uh, Catherine Legg, uh, Scott McLaughlin, and uh, four-time winner Elio Castroneves for taking a little bit of time out of their busy day, obviously, on qualifying day uh, to join us for a few minutes. Uh, Josh, I think that uh, that about does it uh, uh, for this episode. Uh, definitely uh, can't wait. Uh, excited about Friday, excited about Sunday. I know this is going to be your first time uh, covering not only Carb Day, but obviously the uh, the race itself uh, as a part of the media. Uh, what are what are you expecting not only on Friday, uh, but maybe more importantly on Sunday? Uh, Friday, I'm just expecting a lot of drunk people to be having a good time at Carb Day because, you know, Indiana – Carb Day in Indiana should be a, uh, to me, should be a local holiday. Everyone should be out for uh, work if you can, and schools should be shut down, which I'm most, so, most schools right now are uh, ending, winding down. But uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. Uh, I'll go, and even though I railed against them, I'll go watch uh, Brian Adams play in some soul asylum. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, it's going to be a, uh, it's, it's going to be an early day. Uh, it's going to be an early and long day. Going to be a fun time in the media center. Uh, I just can't wait to, uh, to be, to be standing there watching, getting as close, as close as I am. Be, we're going to be able to get on pit road at one particular point, as you've told me. And then, uh, when those cars, uh, when those cars start up, uh, you know, Adam driver is going to, uh, be the, uh, green fat green flag, uh, waiver this year and our grand marshal and then jewel is going to be uh singing the national anthem and we'll find out who's doing the race car tomorrow according to doug um it's just gonna be a fun time and uh watching the cars and being able to see the entire track from where we are is uh, gonna be an awesome thing uh i cannot wait uh, it's uh it's definitely gonna be something i can mark off my bucket list yeah, absolutely. Uh, can't wait. Uh, you know, not only is Friday going to be a blast, uh, obviously, uh, but uh, but Sunday, um, the, the greatest spectacle in racing, the 107th Indianapolis 500. Uh, stay tuned to the Push to Pass podcast. Uh, we will bring you as many updates as we can, as many interviews as we can, uh, pictures, uh, everything. We got it covered top to bottom, left to right. So uh, stay tuned if you have not already. Uh, follow us on the social media platforms that you see down at the bottom of your screen. Uh, also, huge thank you to uh, Angela Moreland. For uh, Morin for joining us from Wish TV, go check her out on social media. Uh, as always, Mike from uh, India uh, from Burnout Bets, Burnout Sports. Go check him out if you want to win some money this weekend. Uh, we both uh, highly uh, uh, recommend uh, following him and and uh, you know looking and reading the stuff he puts out on Twitter. And then also huge thank you to all of the drivers uh, that uh, joined us for audio slash uh, video interviews as well. Uh, that does it uh, for this episode. We will be back in one week's time to not only recap 
what was an exciting Indianapolis 500. But we look forward to heading to Detroit, downtown Detroit, folks, for the Detroit Grand Prix presented by uh, uh, Chevrolet. There we go, right there. So for myself, (laughs) Josh, and I see the message he sent. That really sucks, by the way. And everyone else that is associated with the Push to Pass podcast, we will see you and hear from you again in one week's time. Bye. Don't miss an all-new 100 days to Indy. Momentum from this race carries over to Indianapolis, and now it's all eyes on the Indy 500. And it's your last chance to stream it for free on the CW before the big race. I'd do, like, anything to win the 500. Watch it from the beginning. Every upset, every victory, it's all led to this. Drivers, start your engine. 100 days to Indy. Stream free now on the CW app.